like my biggest video globally across platforms is something that uh, like a time lapse of the first cabin that I built. So mm. short, three minutes. Uh, George Takai and a few other um, Facebook pages picked it up. And it's probably got 350 million views maybe right now. Just a casual 350. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Sean, you have one of the most interesting channels that I know. That it gets, It's the most fascinating uh, niche of YouTube. Do you agree? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe for you, it's normal. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's, what is it, right? Yeah. I mean, I think last time I was here, actually, you asked me um, what, like, explain your channel. I I was struggling, and you're the one who actually said it's about off-grid living. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess. Like, Like when when somebody, when I talk about you to somebody, I describe you as like, a guy who builds cabins in the middle of the fo- in the middle yeah, of the yeah. forest in the middle of woods yeah. off grid yeah. and you're taking us along on the journey and it's it's really fascinating to watch because obviously I'm not doing that right <laughs> like I'm just living in the suburbs you know living with my kids I want to know how how did you get into this well, origin of me as an outdoorsman started here in this town, actually. So this river running right here is where I grew up, just uh, downriver a little bit. Come, come a little bit closer to the mic, or pull okay. it up closer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, as I was living on the edge of town, I was walking into the next town, rural town, just to the north of us. Yeah, as a kid. Yeah. Back then, you did that kind of thing. You just went for a walk, and you know the cliche: when the lights came on, you came in. Mm-hmm. Now, there was not even <laughs> street lights where I was going. I was just walking in the forest and started like building forts and sleeping in them and bird watching and doing all that kind of stuff. So you were from the get go. You've been interested in like in kind of outdoors, outdoors yeah. and that. Yeah. And now, yeah. now you have a channel with how many millions of subscribers and millions of views? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's weird. Like, it wasn't intentional at all. Like, it was literally... I don't think it's kinda... ever intentional yeah. for us. That like, our, yeah. our, most of the YouTubers I find, it's just kind of yeah. like, it just happened. But, but yeah. at least there's a path where you want to be some kind of creator or a filmmaker or something, right? I think yeah. you're, that's more your background. Where totally. You had that that interest. I was the guy who was like the last one to get a cell phone and didn't know how to turn a computer but on But that's off. your interest, right? The off yeah. the grid, yeah, yeah. in the nature, in the yeah. wild. That's your interest, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so, sorry. Continue. So yeah. So doing that, growing up, I just continued it, and actually bought a property when I was like seventeen up north, oh, a couple wow. hours north of here. Yeah, would borrow my dad's vehicle and drive up there Wait, for, for the weekend. How did you afford to buy a property at seventeen? Roofing, doing the construction work in just the summer, hard it was, work. Yeah, it was like sixteen thousand dollars for this uh, island property and a oh remote spot north of where people were willing to drive back then for cottaging, and built a little 16, cabin. Sixteen thousand for a property. Yeah. That- <laughs> yeah, I know it's insane. That doesn't happen anymore. No. <laughs> exactly. I was just, I was like, a la- I think in the last couple of years, I've been looking at properties and they're all like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Even in the last two years, things have doubled or oh, tripled. Oh, yeah, that way. it's insane. No, yeah. no chance you're, that's why I'm like, Wait a second. What's the backstory? You're 17 buying a property? Like that's not possible nowadays. Well, and I was making like I think my starting wage for construction was 12.50 an hour back. This would be like 80, 1987. Yeah, I'm 52 now, so the wages were fantastic compared mm. to what prices the cost of living was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was able to do that, and then uh, 
you know, I wanted to live there. I built a little log cabin. Uh, then at 21, my parents said, listen, you have to come out and actually start like pay for the, even the property taxes, which were like 150 a year. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I have to get a job. And then, of course, that led to meeting a great woman and getting married and having kids and kind of got to this point in my life where the kids were off to school and I thought right. they were gone for good. It's like, I'm going back to this lifestyle. My wife is sort of supporting that. Yeah. And partially or part-time tagging along with me. And then it just uh, kept evolving from there to the point where now I'm doing it full-time again, living that lifestyle. Going back to you buying that property, what was your motivation back then at 17 years old? I'm... I'm you could have bought a nice car or something yeah. like that, whatever. Yeah, Fancy true. tech was back then. Yeah. But you decided to buy a property. What was your, like, you just wanted to have your own space? What was the reasoning behind that? I was that? reading, like, Henry David Thoreau back then, Walden, and inspired by that simple living, go off and do your thing alone. Mm. So, so I was really inspired by that. That's what, you know, all these forays into the bush behind the or north of town here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of was practiced for that or envisioning myself doing that. Mm -hmm. So then when I had the opportunity, um, I'd just been going to trailers and my grandparents over the years, like at trailer parks, like yeah. that was our camping and fishing type. Uh, didn't really camp with the family much. For sure. And loved it so much that I just wanted to pursue that. So that was the vision, just to live simply. Have your own space. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, I am an introvert, which again, a lot of YouTubers say that, which is like, you know, the audience wouldn't suspect that. Time and time, I, I would say on average, at least, I, I would say it's like 80% of YouTubers yeah. are introverts. Yeah. Most of the people that I know are at least, like, I, I think YouTubers usually know how to turn on the extrovert yes. side. Yeah. So they're like a little bit of an ambivert or whatever you want to call it, but, but deep down inside, we're introverts. Mm -hmm. But it makes a lot of sense because... You get to just make videos yeah. from the comfort of your own space. And then, yeah, a lot of people are seeing it. But while you're filming them, it's just you, you know? Especially the type of content I do. I'm literally <laughs> yeah. in the forest alone with a camera set up. Like, no, occasionally my wife will come with me or we'll go do a beer roll day together. We like we like to do yeah. that. But other than that, I'm filming myself and I'm, there's nobody around. In fact, the, one of the biggest challenges is has been in this journey is finding a place that's remote enough that you can even get the silence to, to video. Mm. Like you'd be surprised. You think you're in a remote spot and then it's like awesome. there's some it's noise off in the background. So mm. to find those places where I can do that. So I'm literally completely alone. And for you, uh, the sound is like so important because it's like, it's like I, I, most people, you know, most channels, it's like, yeah, sound is important. But for you, it's like, it's such a big part of the experience of watching yeah. your videos. It's that like, do you know what ASMR is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I like didn't that. until somebody told me. Yeah. That's what I was <laughs> it's a little bit of that. It's just that like relaxing, like yeah. I, I, don't, I can't get away from the city right now. And so I'm going to, or I can't be camping or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to watch your videos. Yeah. And the, the, one of the reasons I say you're, you're in one of the most interesting niches is like everybody's always saying, and I don't necessarily buy this, is like attention spans are like shorter than ever. Like you got to just go shorter and shorter in videos. Yeah. And then you look at your videos and they're like an hour long. So yeah. like some of them are, are, are they even longer than that? Is that like? Well, my average would be 45 minutes, but I have some well over an hour. Yeah. That like. And the audience complains when they're only 45 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> You chipped us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Give us what about the rest of the week? Yeah. <laughs> You're slacking, Sean. <laughs> well, that's where the second channel actually came in. So at, at times I'll do as much as like a daily vlog, essentially. Interesting. So yeah. you just told me right before the podcast that you started a second channel. I didn't know that. 
So the second channel, what, what's the what's the difference between the main channel and the second channel? Well, the main channel, a lot of it is um, more ambient, um, well, it's softer music, but ambient nature sounds. Um, I'm not talking to the camera generally anymore. Okay. So it's really, you know, it satisfies a global audience who doesn't speak mm. English, for example. Right. Um, but it's the total immersion in the experience. The second channel was kind of in you know, demand by the audience to speak to them more and get to know me and yeah. to tell them what I'm doing. Because I, I mean, half the audience loves that I don't speak during, I'm like building a cabin, for example. They're trying to figure out what I'm doing. And then at the end of the video, they figure it out. Yeah. So it's like, a, you know, they're following along this little game. Yeah. The other half the audience wants to hear me explain what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And they want to know more about you and yeah, what's going on yeah. in your life. All, all the all little stuff. things, yeah. Like yeah. all the behind the scenes, essentially, kind of kind of content. Yeah. So I created this second channel a couple of years ago, and it's probably 330,000 subs maybe on that channel. Okay. And it's a loyal audience, so yeah. 150,000 uh, views probably on average. So yeah, they're yeah. the people who really want to hear from me on a more regular basis. And that's like, that's really important. That's one of the things that I think a lot of people right now don't realize with like TikTok and all of these is like mm -hmm. they're creating content and they're getting a lot of views on their content, mm -hmm. but they're not building a brand. Yeah, exactly. There's no yeah. brand. There's no connection between the audience and the, and the creator. There's mm -hmm. no like, you know, um, oh, this, I love the, like, these things about this person. It's just, oh, I like those videos about that thing. You yeah, don't even yeah. know what yeah, the yeah. guy's name is. Yeah. You just, oh, that, that guy, that uh, he does those, you know, like, mm -hmm. and like, oh yeah, I've seen those videos, but nobody knows who the guy's name is even mm -hmm. or what, like anything about them. And that's totally different brand. Like there's, there's a completely different value there, uh, value proposition, I think. It's, yeah, it's almost like you're, if you're creating that type of content, it's like you're looking for that viral video or you're looking yeah. for that brand or not the brand, but yeah. looking for just the hit. Just that, yeah. Yeah. Where like my biggest video globally across platforms is something that uh, like a time lapse of the first cabin that I built. So mm. short, three minutes, uh, George Takai and a few other um, Facebook pages picked it up and it's probably got 350 million views maybe right now. Just a casual 350. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> That's the funniest, funniest part is that like, I bet you most people see this podcast, hear this podcast and they won't have any idea who you are. Mm -hmm. And then they'll like some of the other people that I've had on there that like, if they met them, they'd be like, handshaking, like, can yeah, I yeah. get a selfie kind of thing? Yeah. Meanwhile, you have a 350 mil. That's, that's way more views than my whole channel combined. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, I don't even know where I'm at right now, but that's yeah. not even like your <laughs> multiple times laptop in one video. But that was an example of where it was sort of more like a TikTok thing. So yeah. it didn't necessarily lead to much uh, uh, carry over to YouTube. Right. Where my biggest YouTube video, I think, is 35 million. Mm. And I set out then in that case to make more of a movie production and that's what that video became and, yeah. and why it's been popular. Yeah. But my average views, not, I don't even know what people call a viral video anymore, but my yeah. average views on my videos are 500,000 views. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, which, and if it's less than that, I'm, you know, and I typically know if it's going to be less than that just yeah. based on the content, you know. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, in my opinion, my videos have kind of sucked for the last two and a half years. <laughs> But there's such a hunger for that genre mm. um, that I I know I'm leaving something on the table by not fully satisfying the audience, and that's what I'm getting back to. But with the pandemic hitting a couple of years ago, I really changed my focus, my life focus, and that's mm. taken away from YouTube 
as far as uh, what I could show because I was incorporating my family. Or I, I was my family was coming back together, I guess, during pandemic times and okay. working as a um, towards more resilient life together rather mm-hmm. than me individually. Right. So not being able to show a lot of that on YouTube or on any of my social media. So they channels. don't want to be on the channel, or you don't want to show them on the channel. Yeah, I would say um, you know a lot of uncertainty in the world too, and we yeah. are, when you get your mind in this uh, mindset where I am, where I've become, I'm not a prepper, but I've certainly become very more self-aware of why I'm becoming more self-reliant. So I had always felt that way, but this pandemic has kind of made it make sense. Like this is what I I guess I was preparing for, yeah. So when you started the channel, was that the idea behind it? Was like, uh, not not doomsday, I I don't get that vibe of doomsday prepping, but like kind of like if, if things happen, like, I'm good. Even if things happen, wasn't a consideration. Now, I've always followed a lot of environmental issues, mm-hmm. being a, just a passionate outdoorsman and since yeah. I was a teenager. So I'm, I've been watching the the environment degrade over my lifetime, mm-hmm. watching populations of fish and game that I like to pursue drop and yeah. those wild places diminish. And where, like I said, you can't find anywhere with complete silence anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was aware of this sort of overpopulation and consumption uh, lifestyle or life that, that humanity's, you know, that path we've been going down. I've been yeah. aware of that and not, you know, not in a doomsday type um yeah, mindset, but certainly like, okay, this is happening. What are the things I should do that to to prepare for that or to to uh, mitigate the potential losses or risk? Right. So th- that was the brand initially. In case that was maybe eight years ago, I, I created this brand, not on YouTube. What are the things we should do? So we should prepare. Uh, you know, a place to live and and uh, get our finances in order. All of these yeah. things that would just create more resilience mm-hmm. um, during hard times, not this these type, you know, these times specifically. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it, I kind of got distracted with that because I'm more of an outdoorsman than anything else, more than more than being a prepper. So I started doing a lot of. Uh, more outdoor trips and documenting those things, and then found out I could be putting these on YouTube just out of interest, not for financial gain. Yeah, did that and started building up a following of outdoors people. Mm. So then it's like, okay, what is this brand? Like, it's like, it doesn't make any sense, and yeah. kind of just followed the algorithm for a while and got distracted by that. And I would say over the last two and a half years, I just become more focused on on that resilience for the family. And mm. so my content's been sort of all over the map and the audience not sure, you know, what is this? Yeah. yeah. So I have to, I'm getting back on, on point now, I would say. Um, I've built this resilient life for my family. Now I'm back to getting ready to, to build this independent lifestyle back, back in a different spot in the bush. I have so many questions. Well, it's, it's, I don't it's, need, I have so many questions for, for myself <laughs> even that are unanswered. It's very, yeah, I, I like the one of the most fascinating things. That, that, like, why I, I like what you do is I have this constant battle of I live okay. I don't live in like downtown Toronto, yeah. in the city city, but I'm still in the city. Yeah, and then there's this like in my brain, there's this other this pull to like keep going further, go out in the middle of like nowhere and be completely off the grid, solar panels, everything, you know, that like I wouldn't need anything kind of thing. And I don't know if that's just like a romantic thing in my brain, like, you know, seeing movies, reading Mm -hmm. books, whatever, or is that an actual like, no, that's where like 
my soul would rest. That's where I would actually be the most happy and content. Well, you're not alone. Yeah. I mean, that's... Do you have answers for me, Sean? (laughs) (laughs) No, you won't like them. (laughs) I do have answers. You know, if you look... Okay, so we're on this path to basically transhumanism. If you, you know... We, this is I, getting deep now. Yeah, well, well, I hear all the discussions amongst the YouTubers about the algorithm all and all these things. And to me, what's become very clear over the last two and a half years is we're sort of diverging as a species, really. But in modern society, we've got this um, path, digital world, I guess. Mm-hmm. In, the metaverse, yeah, no, yeah. Web 3.0, yeah, crypto, yeah, yeah. NFT. Yeah, that's very... Um, you know, it's very modern. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's very matrix. Yeah. And we're talking about a species, depending on what you believe, what maybe a million years of evolution or more. Mm. And suddenly in the last 150 years, we've become this modern species that's completely dependent on the system and on, yeah. you know, cheap energy and all these things that weren't available to us as a mm-hmm. species before. And we're, I think we've hit this place on this planet where, uh, we have to make a decision whether we're going to live sustainably or whether we're going to live virtually and have less and less impact on the world. And if you're to right. follow you know, the United Nations, you'll see that there's sort of a global push to go down this, in this new path. But we have such deep biological evolution that we're ignoring by only going down that path that I think everybody literally down to the last person has this connection to biology and to our nature that uh, they know that's where we should be. And if yeah. you look at depression rates and anxiety rates now, mm. they're just, you know. Through the roof. Yeah, through yeah. the roof and it's getting worse. Yeah. Where I see the connection, I see my connection back to nature as, as the key for, for the survival of our species or for at least happiness and meaningful lives. Yeah. And I think every like the people that reach out to me are like such such a diverse group. Mm. A lot of Hollywood people reach out to me. A lot of uh, yeah, financial people, and yeah. almost everybody has said at one point, "I just want to go live off grid or live in a cabin in the woods." Like yeah. it's cliche. And there's uh, I that actually makes complete sense to me that like some like successful financial guy or or successful Hollywood whatever person would reach out because. That's when you really have to start thinking about like, wait, what's the purpose of life? Like, what yeah. am I actually doing? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people in life, they're just stuck in the rat rat race, you know. They never really have the opportunity to like, wow, I kind of figured things out. Like, I'm, I'm pretty set like financially and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like, what do I actually want to do with my life? Few people actually kind of get to that stage. Yeah. Or if they do, it's it's in retirement. And then it's just like, mm-hmm. I'm tired. Like, I'm just going to chill, yeah, yeah. you know? And then they're like, yeah. kind of like, I'm not even going to worry about whatever. <laughs> like, what's the purpose? <laughs> but if you do it earlier in your life, I feel like I've definitely gone through this. It's like, wait, what? what's the actual purpose of me being here? Like, what am I actually doing? Like, what's the, like, the deeper truths to all this? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, uh, like... YouTube has been very financially lucrative. I'm not a big spender in life. And mm-hmm. so like I, the money isn't changing my life in any way. Okay, mm-hmm. so like should I be retiring now and just like escaping to the woods? <laughs> Is that the answer for me? Like, Well, if you do, it'll be so busy. It's, <laughs> it's so much yeah, work. Yeah. <laughs> no but I, I think, you know, a lot, some people turn to other things like drugs or something like yeah. that because it's like, well, 
I've experienced everything, you know, like, so I'm going to try that. They try this and that and trying to figure things out. And like, I feel like one of those, that's why I'm not sure is, is the outdoors thing just escapism or is it where we're meant to be? And for me personally, my parents have a cottage. I love going there and it's like the, like a closer form of like being in nature and like, Mm -hmm. you know, like more simple life. It's really good. But then there's also this like pull always back to like, ah, but I kind of like the digital world and like, and and it's always nice to come home and and live more in the, in the city. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that pull or are you, could you just be like in the woods off the grid for the rest of your life with your family? Like you, and you'd be good. Do you feel that pull or is it? You know, a lot of the, ailments of modern life like obesity as one for example mm-hmm. again it goes back to biology right we're programmed to eat as much as we can when it's available because there's going to be shortages mm-hmm. the same goes for conservation of energy which is essentially the same thing we're animals are so and i look at the animal world a lot to, to figure out what our our own behavior yeah but everything comes down to energy conservation or energy management so calories in calories out it's actually a very, uh, you know, successful strategy is to be as lazy as possible. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so ingrained in us that any opportunity we have to do that, we take it. Yeah. And that's the way society has been set up. Like we've had this cheap energy for so long that everything is available to us. And you only have to do things for one day, like what I'm doing with hand tools or you know, walking, <laughs> hiking, doing all, carrying something on your back, carrying a canoe on your back on a week-long canoe trip or something to realize how just how much combustion engines make life yeah. easier it's re, like it's 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 way beyond that you, what you could even calculate or imagine what what so i i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure of this but you make some things or all things with like old school tools both i mean right right now i'm in a phase that i'm trying to get things done because i had to start over yeah so i'm using chainsaws for example more often or an right. atv to haul logs back into the bush where i need them yeah there's a big difference between using a chainsaw and then oh it's yeah it's literally old school. wait what is it's yeah. just like a it's just a big saw then like what's the, well, the what's the like equivalent what else to do? Yeah, I mean, splitting uh, wedges and axes and saws and oh all of those gosh. things, and it's taxing. Yeah. I'm 52. Like I started the first <laughs> cab when I was 47, I think, and just these last five years, I've started you know, to feel a little. Oh yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but again, that that uh, you know that we're trying to conserve energy, so we're attracted to that lifestyle. So of course, when I come back and visit my parents here in town, and you know, any of the modern air conditioning that, yeah, yeah, yeah having that on a you hot day. You have a grateful, gratefulness that, that yeah. we might not have as much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it really makes you appreciate everything. But do you have any, like, do you have, like, a like a negative, uh, you know, you come to the city, like, oh, like, oh yeah. I got to get out of here fast. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. get that? Oh, yeah. yeah. This town, when I, when I. Well, I moved here in 1971 when I was one, mm. and I think there was 25,000 people here, maybe. Yeah. I when I come back here now, like I, I can it's barely too. function. Even the gentrification of the waterfront here. So this river, I literally hunted and fished all along this river, 
back then when it's starting when I was 15. He, Sean is talking about the river that I one wheel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the yeah. little boardwalk yeah. all the time. And my dad walks it every day still, actually, all I, around Fairview. I can't imagine you just being there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Being, like, that's like right in the middle of like yeah. little apartment buildings mm-hmm. and like city, like whatever And it's stuff. appealing. I think it's beautiful. That yeah, whole waterfront. Yeah, yeah. We actually got married in the greenhouse just down the oh, yeah, from here, yeah. which just changed hands. And back when they had it, when the previous owners had it and they had their young kids there, we used to all hang out in the, that was a swamp, mm-hmm. that whole of where all the soccer fields and everything are. Yeah, yeah. So that was my playground. But it, And I come back to that now and it's it's nice place to go for a walk with my yeah. parents it, it is appealing and there's yeah. you know it's a relaxing day and we'll have a barbecue and all that kind of but normal at the same stuff. time you're you're like i'm, I'm out of after here. a day good. that's it yeah i'm like this is enough for me has it always been like that or did you because you're now so used to the outdoors and being off the grid that like you're now more used to that and so like it's it's like flipped on you for me it's always been that it's way it's always been that yeah way. i was the typical introvert that you know teenager going to the party and I couldn't wait for that to end or go, yeah. I'd have to go up to my cabin the next day just to, just you know, to depress. Or, yeah. Or, or yeah. That's, a, that's one of the interesting things that a lot of people don't realize that like if you're a true introvert, you get energy from being alone. Yes. And if you're an extrovert, you get the energy from like yeah. being with people. And so, yeah, we need like, I, I, it's one of the hardest things with like uh, being married and having kids for mm-hmm. me as an introvert. It's just like, there's very little like, <sighs> just have mm-hmm. like a couple hours to myself. Yes. I've had to start like running and that kind of stuff. So it like gives me like an excuse and I don't feel, I don't have dad guilt. Just like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just being off by myself, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting. Cause I still, I feel like at some point I'm going to have to explore that, like that thing in my brain that's saying that like, nah, being off the grid would be sweet. Like, well, that's the cottage industry here, right? Every yeah. weekend, everybody has to get out of the town. And now the cottages are more expensive than the in-town houses because yeah. there's been such a push over, especially the last two years, mm-hmm. to get back to the country. And, and I don't know. I, I really, I think that's where we belong. And I, I, I'm concerned about the future for people that completely go the urban route or the, the metaverse route, let's yeah. just say. Like, like it's... Um, I can see the appeal to it. I really can. And I totally, yeah. And I, I mean, it's just incredible. I heard something this morning, something about, they said the future is virtual kids where you won't actually have a kid in real life. As you see the reproductive <laughs> rates and stuff going down, yeah, you'll have a virtual kid. You'll sign in. There's your avatar, and you get to interact with them. Oh uh, my gosh! I, I, get, I never even thought of that. Yeah. But that's a little. Well, I guarantee you, that's where we're headed. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, but like, yeah, the, it's a really good question of like, what is that going to do to our brains? Yeah. Ac- like, yeah. how do you find meaning in that? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's, a, and like you said, there's a lot of, like, e- even for me personally, I don't know if it's just this stage of life, there's so much going on. I don't know if I'm, you know, doing too much, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm working too hard, but I'm I'm feeling, like, a pandemic definitely changed things. I feel a little anxious sometimes. Mm-hmm. I've never been an anxious person. Mm-hmm. I feel, a, like, more stressed, I, I think, than, than mm-hmm. usual. And there's definitely a... a an overflow, over o- overload of like, um, you know, information and everything. Mm-hmm. You wake up and right away people open up, you know, Instagram or mm-hmm. Twitter or whatever, or YouTube, and you're right away taking in stuff. And then you go to bed with that. Every, every moment of like, you know, 
oh, I got five minutes to kill right now. Like, oh, open up Instagram. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go on for like a walk in the park. I'm gonna open up Instagram. <laughs> like, that's way more interesting. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, uh, should I have a healthy meal or should I have yeah. candy? You know, mm-hmm. oh, I'll do TikTok candy. You know, instead yeah, of yeah. going for a walk. Yeah, but I guarantee, or, or I'll eat the candy and I'll take the medication. That's gonna yeah, cure exactly that. to fix that. Right. So I'll go to take to watch TikTok, then I'll go to my therapist to yeah. figure out why my life sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead, you could just, you know, get some exercise, go in nature, and guaranteed every single time you feel better. Yeah. Every single time. Oh, yeah, 100%. My own family's like that. Yeah. Uh, So I've tried to make it a priority to get them outdoors, and and I'd see the the change in their personalities and their behaviors. But I think that for me, a lot of it's the – so if you look at the farming rates, Mm. so – hundred years ago, like 80% of people farmed or grew some of their own food. Today, yeah. it's literally, I think, 2% in North America. Yeah. That direct connection with your own survival mm. being now completely, you know, we've offloaded that yeah. to society to take care of us. I think that's one of the major issues too. I think we're, we just don't, there's no confidence. We don't have confidence. We don't have a, a feeling of achievement or, mm. or you know... Especially if you have a family, like yeah. what have you done for that family other than go to a job, get paid to by somebody else? Yeah, and there's, you just don't have that direct connection. Like I directly did this for my family or for myself, and I think that growing of food is a really good example. That's why gardening is such a passion for so many people. Like it's that connection. Now mm-hmm. I put the seed in the ground. I grew yeah. this food. I fed my kid with that food. Yeah. Worked hard, and then here's this yeah. physical yeah. manifestation. That's exactly. one of the things I really struggle with. Um, in my career doing videos and YouTube, it's it's all digital. It's mm-hmm. all, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it feels good to finish mm-hmm. a video and post it, but it feels way, like there's, there's a totally different feel when you're mm-hmm. literally like watering a plant and mm-hmm. you're watching it grow and it's like, I made this happen. Or even our clothing line, like designing mm-hmm. things and then putting it on and feeling it and giving it to somebody else. And they're like, oh, this is super high quality. I like this, you know. It has a purpose specifically yeah. to keep that person warm or to protect them from the elements. Like it, yeah. it's literally a physical manifestation of what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I So so often I, I, I literally say it to the guys all the time, like I have the stupidest job. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have the dumbest job. I'm a 35-year-old dude running around with a camera <laughs> filming. Trying and to I, be a 52-year-old yeah. <laughs> dude that's a YouTuber. I just say to people I'm retired. Yeah, so it's easier. just easier. <laughs> I and I don't I don't mean that in that like I hate my job or anything like that. I just when you start thinking, I'm like, what am I like? Well, what am I doing? What am I contributing? Yeah, yeah. What am like? This is just this primary and secondary wealth, and you know, the primary is the resources. Secondary is all the things you do after that. Ninety mm. percent of jobs now are actually secondary. They don't actually create anything. Right. They just find ways to move around the produce of somebody else's. Yeah. you know, of the you know mining or whatever. It is for the natural resources. Totally. Now, like a lawyer, for example, or banking industry. It's and that's what we are as content creators. We're just finding a way to. I mean, entertainment has value, obviously, or, mm-hmm. or education, educational uh, part of, of YouTube, but it's still yeah. not. It's not the same as as doing yeah. hands on work. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Like I, I I I it's always bizarre and like shocking when people send me like emails or say like I changed their lives or I mm-hmm. saved their lives mm-hmm. or like I've yeah, been yeah. inspired and they completely do something totally 
and I'm sure you get those like that's wild. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like when I'm out there with a camera, like you know, it just sometimes I'm like, what 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 is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, it feels silly. Silly is the right word, I think, for it. Yeah, it's a little like, bit. I mean, it's the product of our times. We're a product yeah. of our times. We grew up in easy times, and mm -hmm. I think we're going back to a more difficult uh, era. That I definitely think, seems like it. Yeah, I would say. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many people are. Um, I think people are always are aware, maybe subsurface level. They're they're trying to repress that. But yeah. I, I think you know the writing's on the wall. We see the yeah. inflation and you know yeah. a lot of the other things going mm -hmm. on around the world. And I, th I I think it's easier to ignore that. But anybody who's willing to face it head on, I think, is going to find a lot of meaning in the next in the coming years and generations. It's really interesting. I don't. Uh, I, I I've I've put this to more of me just growing up, but I've, I've recently found there's a lot of things that I used to do when I was younger that I found a ton of value in. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm like, oh, that's a waste of time. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's like, I, I'm sure that's partly me getting older mm -hmm. and that, but I think it's also like having this conversation, I think it's probably partly also just society changing. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I used to, you know, uh, I, would, I used to, as a, as a kid, spend time jumping on a trampoline and learning flips. <laughs> and that seemed valuable at the time, you know? <laughs> now I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah. Except now I, I got a trampoline for the kids and like, I love it. Like, <laughs> it's great. Like I, I relearned all of the flips that I could do. Oh, yeah. And like a lot of people would, I'm sure, think that that's just a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, you know, or even just, uh, uh, you know, my friend Peter, another filmmaker, mm -hmm. but... His his dad is like, hey, you, uh, you know, come over sometime, whatever. So I went over there, and uh, he had made me like a custom made guitar, which is incredible. Hmm. And uh, I just spent the morning talking to him and just hanging out, and that was like way better than making a. Which I like making videos, but that was way more fun, way better, way more rewarding than making videos. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're just going further and further away from those things that like. The things that actually provide value, like taking care yeah. of yourself, hanging out with people, just spending time, you know, it seems like those are starting to be less important in the eyes of society. And it's like, you're, you're, you know, wasting time. You should be doing something more productive. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to return to those times. Actually, I, what was, I loved the beginning of the pandemic when yeah. everybody was forced to stay home. I yeah. guess you saw those connections again. Totally. I thought that was the best thing that happened to society in a long time, actually. Um, and but I, then the reverse happened and we got locked down, at least here in Canada, and you couldn't see people. Yeah. You weren't allowed to see people. Suddenly yeah. your closest friends were like, mm -hmm. they were like bad, you know, like you had to stay away from them. You might get something from mm -hmm. uh, like, oh, And so I like flipped it yeah. the opposite direction, way worse all of a sudden, I think. And I think we're sitting almost in the same position here in Canada. It's not been a, the proper response in my mm -hmm. estimation. And yeah. The risk is, and it sounds like it's coming back this fall. I think we can fully expect to to almost be as locked down as we were. Oh, I hope not. Yeah, it's not. Peace look, out, it's not Canada. I'm out of here. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are leaving the country, but and it's just it's going to be a lot of turmoil for, for yeah. a while. And people have to find their place, and I think finding your place in the world and with family and friends and community is mm -hmm. this is the time to do it. And it's been one of the messages over the years, well before the last two and a half years. Yeah that I've been telling people, like I chose to live closer to the places that I wanted to spend more of my time in rather than right. close to work, for example. Yeah. And 
I think now more than ever, well, people are doing that. They are moving to the country. They are mm-hmm. moving close to the family. I think it's time to start figuring out whether you want to be part of the digital world or part of the real world. Yeah. And find that community regardless of which one you choose. Yeah. I encourage people to choose the real world. Mm-hmm. And to, and to start building community and family that integrating family into that, that real world, like I'm doing with my, uh, my family now, my youngest daughter starting a YouTube channel. A lot of it's been me teaching her all these skills. So mm. she's doing full builds and, and renovations and growing food and all these things as well. That's incredible. Wait, how old is, your, is she? She's 21. 21. And she, so she's recently just started the channel or? Uh, yeah, less than a year. Well, she started a year ago, I guess, and then went back to work and then decided Had she didn't want to Has it taken off or is it like... Oh, yeah, she's, well, she's, yeah, right from every video. I think she's got maybe 15 videos and every video is 50,000 plus views. That's so incredible. <laughs> yeah. She's got, I think, 60,000 subs or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. And brand deals and everything. So she's doing very well and choosing to do it part-time. She could do it full-time, but choosing to do it part-time just so she can continue to uh, socialize in a workplace, basically. Did you encourage that did you uh, try to stray her like tell her to stay away from that or what was the uh well so when i started the channel uh, seven years ago i guess putting up some outdoor videos uh, she was following along and was like the first one to tell me i got to a 100 subscribers and i'm all <laughs> so excited about was, it uh, she's like, like a, 15 14 15 so she was a youtube fan yeah i guess yeah. i had never i didn't even know anything about youtube yeah, yeah, at yeah. that stage right so i was like is that good is that bad yeah, yeah, i have yeah. no idea <clears throat> so she's um followed along followed my i guess youtube career from the beginning and been interested in it mm-hmm. and then she would participate in a few of the videos as, yeah. you know doing fishing something or doing something with me and then, um, yeah, just, I guess the pandemic probably, yeah, just moving yeah. back and all, all moving in together again mm-hmm. and start working on those types of things. It really piqued her interest and mm. she decided to do this. Uh, they, I have a big enough channel that I do get recognized quite often. Yeah. So that. I actually wanted to ask her about that. Does yeah. That, if you come into the city, you get recognized then or is it e- everywhere? It's literally everywhere now. Yeah. Like, like I can't go anywhere. And that's yeah. what I say. My wife will, will has to walk away because she doesn't want to be seen. <laughs> she's trying to stay private, right? So now it used to be just me. Now she has to stay away from my daughter as well. Yeah. They're both being right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. The family's turning to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, and I, I, I love the independence uh, that that you being a um, YouTuber allows you to live the life that you want to live and monetize it. Mm. And so I've always encouraged the kids to do that regardless yeah. whether it's YouTube or something else, like follow your passion. Mm-hmm. We, that is what's unique about our times is we yeah. actually can do that and, and, you know, and have it monetized or, yeah. um, or there's a support system. We have a society that does that for us. Mm-hmm. So I promote self-reliance and resilience but not at the expense of community and, and living in society. Right. So, you know, it's a finding that balance. And I think I'm trying to teach my kids that to find that balance. Yeah. But um, to, yeah, take advantage of these great times we live in and, and then, yeah. but make sure that you're hitting land back on your feet when you hit those hard times, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting how community has really like fallen apart over the, like yeah. I think back to when I was a kid and like how I grew up and it was like you're constantly hanging out with people mm-hmm. and like in different little communities. Mm-hmm. Now it's like in every way I feel like that has decreased at least. And again, I sometimes I don't know if it's just like is that just like my life phases and I'll go back to like yeah. having more or is that just the way the world is going? 
but it seems like it's more and more. We have these like kind of like fake communities mm-hmm. in a way where it's like, oh, I'm part of this online community, but it's, that's not the same thing. Like even doing this podcast, if I was to do it um, through Zoom or something, mm-hmm. I'd hate it. I wouldn't yeah. be doing this at all. Right. Yeah. This is way way better. Just having somebody here mm-hmm. and actually having a conversation, and it just feels like oh, we're just talking like mm-hmm. yeah there's there's cameras here but like mm-hmm. it just feels like we're talking yeah, whereas yeah. if we're on on you know yeah, zoom call yeah. it's like very much a digital product and yeah a, it's a just like we're, we're making content yeah, here yeah. you know like, yeah. uh and yeah. that's why i love this podcast is like i i just get an excuse to like hang mm-hmm. out and talk to interesting people like yeah. some of my friends interesting people that i don't like you and me don't hang out mm-hmm. often or anything no. like that <laughs> and so like it gives it gives you know just a reason to come and hang out and talk uh, but if it was Zoom, there's zero chance I would yeah, be yeah. doing this. Community is an issue. It's part of the reason we have, you know, my family was fine with moving from where we were. Last mm-hmm. time I was here, we were living in, a, well, I was half the time up in the bush, but the family was living in a small town and the neighbors were, after 20 years, 21 years, it had virtually no connection with them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So it was a, sort of pointless to, uh, I mean, it wasn't pointless, but it, we felt like we needed to find our community mm-hmm. and find like-minded, uh, like-minded community in a yeah. different place. And we were able to do that to where we are now. Yeah. Where there's people that um, are more doers than, than um, you know, li- people living virtually. Yeah. And that's, we're finding that's, you know, been important. You see rising food costs right now, for example. Well, we've had our baseline food producers and, and uh, you know, ranchers and mm-hmm. farmers and, um, that's our community now. Yeah, we haven't seen the price increase because we're either growing our own food, harvesting our own food, or have these relationships with other people doing the same thing. There's bartering. There's all these. Ah, that's so interesting. You guys are literally bartering. Oh yeah, stuff. totally. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> like, uh, like maybe this year, maybe for the first time, I might not have to buy any of our calories from the grocery store. I mean, wow. we'll still choose salt and coffee and things like that, but yeah. we literally could not have to go to the grocery store for a year and be completely fine. That's incredible. So you guys are growing your own vegetables and also- I've got 20,000 feet of vegetable gardens in place right now. Is that all just out- <coughs> outdoor or is that like greenhouse? I have a greenhouse, 26 foot geodesic uh, greenhouse, which I'm growing peppers, sweet potatoes, um, tomatoes in. Mm-hmm. I have outdoor space, I've planted, I've basically taking my money and spending it on infrastructure building for the future. So I've been yeah. planting thousands or hundreds of fruit trees and nut trees and nut bushes. Wow. So a complete perm- permaculture food system. How hard is it to, how do you, you're doing this all by yourself? People, right? that's why I say my content has gone downhill over the last two and a half years because I'm so busy that yeah. I'm not capturing it or presenting it in the yeah, way that I used to do. to do. I don't, yeah, I just don't have time. So I'm I'm working harder than I ever have in my life, but it feels so good. And I mm. do feel like we've built a future or I'm building mm. a future. And then when I now start and I get more time to get back to capturing that properly and sharing that content with the world, I feel like there's something really meaningful there yeah. for us and for the community. You're pretty financially well off, I gather. I don't know your exact financials, but I'm pretty sure you're, you're doing, doing decent enough. What brings you more security knowing that you have this like off the grid, your, your food is and all that or money in the bank. Well, the money and yeah, the money in the bank is I'm taking that money out of the bank (laughs) (laughs) and putting it into the food bank and putting it into the the land. It's like, you're doing the exact opposite of what like 
culture society is telling us like buy Bitcoin and stuff. You're like, oh no, I'm buying plants because that is going to like reap more rewards for me. See all the financial guys like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki (laughs) saying, what do you say? Uh, Food, ammo, and gold, I think. That's like the thing. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's basically uh, the life I'm living right now. Yeah, so, so with the growing your own food, now I'm just like personally fascinated. Uh, you grow crop. We have a har- harsh winter here. Mm-hmm. You grow crops. What do you do with those crops then? Like you eat them in the summer, obviously, whatever. But then like I assume you have some sort of harvest. Do you put that somewhere then like what how does that how does that work so i have two separate properties i'm developing one for the family and one for my wife and i for when that gets finished but i've built uh, root cellars in both okay fair size root cellars i can store probably half a year's worth of uh, vegetables wow. in, in each of them so those are just like kind of like cold cellars sort yep. of like half underground yeah, or fully exactly. underground. yeah and then- yeah and then I, we have uh, two. I only know that because in Finland, I grew up and everybody oh. had oh, one really? of those. That yeah, was yeah. like very, even my parents, when they built their house in like 90s, was it like 94 or something like that? Um, they put in like a, like these like concrete, like like circular things in, the, in like kind of like, oh, it was yeah. like a, open it up as almost like a basement, like a cold cellar. Yeah. And they had potatoes in there and the potatoes actually start growing yeah. in there. So it was like, we were literally like growing potatoes in the <laughs> home down there. Like that, that was like, you know, yeah, yeah. every cottage had like one yeah, of those and cold, co- cold sauna shoot. Yeah, sauna, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sauna. <laughs> <laughs> Which I haven't built yet. I told you I was oh going to build gosh, that first. You have to. <laughs> I don't know how you're, like, especially winter would be so much nicer. Well, we had it in the last place and we were right, using it. Yeah, and actually yeah. my wife had, since we, I was here last, my wife, I did move into the cabin full time with me for two months just before the pandemic started, and we were using exclusively that bathhouse yeah. at sauna. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, and it, and it's one of those things again that there's few things in life that are like okay, it costs to build a sauna, but once you have a sauna, it costs very little. Mm-hmm. There's really no downsides mm-hmm. to it, and like it's all it's enjoyment and it's good for you there's few things in life that are like that like yeah. sleep and these yeah. sorts of things that are like don't take sauna doesn't take like energy from you like mm-hmm. you don't have to work hard you just go in there and just throw some water on the <laughs> like rocks and you're like you're just chilling go swim and it's the most relaxing thing ever yeah and it literally just costs you like some you know burning wood or electricity <laughs> if you have that yeah, like, yeah well that's our climate so yeah all the well the climate is an issue for sure for all of, including that, part. including that, yeah. So the lake is what you swim in, or I have a yeah. little stream where I in yeah. front of the cabin now. But um, you know, storing food, preserving food, you know, harvesting firewood, um, collecting firewood, all of those things that are physically demanding that you need to do. So you can't live in the moment. I guess that's part of the message too. That you can't live in the moment like we do in in modern society. Mm, you have you to ha- be thinking future. Yeah, yeah, definitely have to be thinking future. You have to put in that hard work. That's and interesting. Winter's sort of a downtime. There's a lot less to do, and and honestly, mobility is an issue in the winter. We get mm. deep enough snows that you you literally, if there's a uh, you know your wood piles a hundred feet away instead of fifty feet, right getting that pathway established to that thing and then not even wanting to step a foot off that pathway yeah. in the winter is actually a real thing. So, okay, let's, let, we talked about like, you know, right now we're, we're all getting this rosy picture of off-the-grid living. Yeah. And I know it's not that. Yeah. What are the biggest downsides and the things that like, ah, this, this, this sucks? Like, what are those things for you? Bugs. 
Bugs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, insects right now. I mean, from basically middle time. of May to now. Has it been extra bad where you are? Because it's been really bad at, at the cottage, like yeah. tons of mosquitoes. Yeah, and it's stuff. been a bad year for sure, Yeah, which surprises me because we had actually had less snow than typical year. Yeah. But I would say above average uh, rainfall this spring and it's starting to taper off now, like the streams and the lakes are starting to drop a little bit, so it'll get better quickly. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely one of the, the hardest things. Um, the, the transportation in the winter is difficult. Winter, t- winter, are you guys more just chilling then? Or like- you do a lot more chilling, but the days are sh- short, so... Yeah, um, gives you more reason to just... Yeah, so I get caught up on videos then, <laughs> like I do And so you guys have it. internet, you have... In the, these modern day luxuries. Yeah, yeah, enough of them. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's a stipulation that my wife insisted on. I feel like that's that's my like, and, and right now with like, do you have Starlink? Yeah, or, yeah. Like Starlink is incredible. Like you can literally now go basically anywhere and still be connected to the world enough mm-hmm. that like you can like, there's a lot of great jobs on the internet. Yeah, there's, you know, like thing like there's still tons of value and benefit to the internet. I'm not. I'm not just like saying that that's all all trash, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But also, like, I would love to be like you know in the middle of nowhere. So it's like kind of combining like the best of both worlds a little bit. Do you think it would be better or worse if you had like a? This is going into like the commune talk or something like you know like having a little community. So it's not just you and your family doing everything. If it was, and maybe you have that more now. But like, you know, maybe you buy a, like, because in my brain, there's like, there's like you're talking about, we're kind of diverging. There's like, go mm-hmm. live in the metaverse or let's start little communities in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. where we're actually growing our own crops and we kind of like help each other out mm-hmm. and then like more like back in the days. Um, and I think I, I that side is way more fascinating to me, like actually having these small communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think like it, it's like is that a smart smart thing for people to be like yeah we should like get a bunch of our friends together buy a hundred acres in the middle of nowhere five hundred acres in the middle of nowhere and like build our own cabins and live off the grid is that like does that sound absolutely stupid to you or is that like yeah that makes a lot of sense I think <laughs> <My wolf>. <laughs> 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 I mean I, you. To answer that and not insult anybody is difficult because insult away. <laughs> this is just just a casual yeah, just talk. Guys, yeah. <laughs> just just a yeah, yeah. silly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's such variability in people's competence and work ethic. Yeah, that it's almost impossible for mm. a commune to work, and they almost never do. Yeah, my ideal. Um, scenario would be the village life basically if you look at the old villages in europe i think that's i would say that's the structure would be that would be ideal like so kind of the same thing as like hey let's move out but we're not sharing everything right we're not like it's more like bartering it's more you know like so i still go back to always saying self-reliance and then once you have your own house in order you're there to help the the others, your neighbors and your, mm. the rest of the community because you have, you don't, you're, it's not selfish to be self-reliant. Right. It's actually, a, a, it's like, you know, it's like on the airplane, an emergency, the mass drop down, yeah, yeah. put it on yourself first before you help the neighbor. Right, you can't help somebody else if you're yeah. passing out. <laughs> right, yeah. So if you get all your food in order, you get your shelter, you get your energy set up for you and your family, then you then you can support the rest of the community. And that, that's what I think is the ideal situation. So you, right. 
and there's always the disfortunate in society, you know, health or mental illness, whatever it is that yeah. prevents them from being as competent or um, helpful as others. And they mm-hmm. can be, and you can support those, the elderly right. especially. Right. Um, but you definitely need to have a, either a chain of command or some self-sufficiency yeah. and then some community cooperation. There's so many documentaries on all the communes. That yeah. <laughs> it never, yeah, yeah. it always falls apart at some point. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what, you know, what's, what's your biggest like stresses in life right now, then if you're living off the grid and stuff, what do you like, are, do you feel stressed? Do you, do you think you're less stressed than the average person? And what are your biggest stresses or anxieties in life? So when I answer you one of your earlier questions too, at the same time, going back to when I started this at 17 and then 21 is when I built that first cabin, it was Mm -hmm. always to get myself into a position where if I lost my job or society broke down, whatever happened, I actually could survive. Yeah. Um, so getting now a full family's where the food set aside, that's 3 million plus calories per year for people who don't realize. That's, you know, a thousand p- pounds of potatoes. That's like three or 400 pounds of meat Yeah. put aside. And once that's done, there's huge load off my mind. And I'm mm. getting to that point now we've got solar systems in both places that can provide all the energy so we could actually live almost for free, free. yeah which is the first time in my it's life i've actually achieved that it is the that that i think is the dream for most people what if i can't earn money or i don't want to have a traditional job which yeah. i've always hated traditional jobs mm. i've not performed well in them yeah um, so that's that's been the goal. So the stress has been that up to now. Mm-hmm. I would say my greatest stress right now is that I'm not confident that with the direction of um, government mm. and that the um, you know the mandates of the United Nations by 2030, I think we're going to be a completely different place than we are right now. Yeah, and that it's uh, independence going to be discouraged. Mm-hmm. Cutting down trees is discouraged. Um, like I get a lot of comments, negative comments, yeah, yeah. just on that thing alone because people yeah. don't understand that you can actually live sustainably. Yeah, actually, but that's also one be of the best sustainable resources we yeah. have if done right. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, incredible. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The like I come from Finland, one. where like you know, there's there's a lot of logging and stuff, but you go there and it's like luscious, perfect forests everywhere because they take care of them. Well, people like, don't understand. A lot of people don't realize Algonquin Park has been heavily logged since its incept- before its inception. Right. It's just over the hill from the portages yeah. that they're on. They think they're going to a pristine wilderness, so yeah. it can be done sustainably. They would rather watch the trees fall down by themselves and rot on the ground yeah, than yeah. be used, like, yeah. and, you know, like... Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and the same goes for harvesting animals or fish. Yeah. Like it. so it's a yeah, lo- that's, that's an interest. So you hunt for, for your yeah. protein. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure you get, like, I'm sure a lot of people are like, that's amazing. And then I'm sure you get a lot of, like, you're a terrible person, mm-hmm. which is so bizarre. Well, certain things like, like bear, for example, I, I've always hunted and eaten bear. Oh, interesting. And we had one trying to break in the yeah. last uh, spring and I, we shot that and ate it. And half the audience is like, of course, protect your family. Um, a lot of people, of course, that, that's what you eat. That's that's the thing yeah, that yeah. is sustainable, sustainable um, yeah, in your yeah. lifestyle. And, and then others are like, they can't wrap their heads around it. Yeah. So I'm a complete villain for, for doing that. Our, our perspectives are always so small, but we think that everybody has the same perspective or for should. some weird reason. Yeah. Or yeah, or should have it if mm-hmm. they like. And it's like, yeah, for me, when when you say I I eat bear, I'm like, that's weird. 
because I've n- I've never even heard of somebody eating bear. But like, yeah, why why do we eat certain certain animals and not these ones? And like, it well, shows in that this is good, this is not. And why enough. is why is certain life more valuable than another life? Why yeah. is why is clear cutting of you know Amazonian forest track to put soybeans so I can eat a vegan yeah, yeah, diet? Yeah, yeah. Why is yeah. that better to harm those organisms rather than the yeah. one that's right in front of me that yeah. I can consume that is live wildly? Like it's perspective is everything and it, it usually these people that are up in arms ha- have like this is the answer mm-hmm. and it's never mm-hmm. this there's no one thing on this planet that's the answer it's always a holistic like the whole life cycle, like you know like the whole ecosystem mm-hmm. doing it right there's right ways and wrong ways of doing every single part but it's never like oh we should all be just eating bananas mm-hmm. that's the way to say like you know the, like yeah that's the that sounds ridiculous but that's what a lot of people are saying in, in mm-hmm. a sense when they're choosing like well everybody should just be eating plants well to grow plants you actually need a lot of like fertilizers and stuff like yeah. that you need you know soil gets like soil doesn't last forever if you just keep growing no, plants over and over again so, so like that, that doesn't work okay yeah. so how does this work then like you know soil loss is one of our major issues and regenerative agriculture is the solution to that and a lot of that is animal based so it's yeah. grazing animals on on pasture mm-hmm. which is not suitable for for crops yeah um but that but the agenda for 2030 is to to reduce everybody down to like a pound of meat per year that's mm. that's the objective but it doesn't take into account that's that, the objective a oh, pound of meat a year well, spend some time on the world economic <laughs> forum's website and it, it's a real and it's not that's not uh, a conspiracy theory that's yeah. the, that's the life where that's i mean it's it's the proposed solution to our problems that we're facing as a right. society and it, they're not all bad it's just that how do you get to that point yeah. so my biggest fear to answer that question is that I will be limited on what I'm able to do to to be a self-sufficient person, a self-sufficient mm-hmm. family. And I'm concerned that the platforms such as YouTube are going to screen out the mm. people who promote independence or who right. are not following the agenda that we're seeing. Yeah, that would really suck. Yeah. So I'm nervous about that for sure. I'm, and I'm set, trying to get set up to a point where it won't matter if that happens, but right. uh, I'd rather it didn't. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Okay, going going down that rabbit hole, is there there must be a little bit of a hard like this is do you consider this your your career or your job hope, doing YouTube? Yeah, I do and I hope it's my last career. Like yeah. I'd like to make it the, the my final career of my life. And so how do you do you just rely on AdSense or do you do brand deals or do you do like how do you how do you make money and I feel like that's like a it's hard, it, I think for everybody, for example, brand deals, like they're, they're always a little bit of like a, a compromise that you have to make. It's mm-hmm. a little bit of like a hit on your brand that you have to advertise another brand. And like, you know, it's part of the business. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for you, it's even harder because you're promoting this like off the grid living. And so like anything like promoting a product or something, it's like it feels like a, going against that maybe a little bit. Maybe I'm no, overthinking I, no, you, it. No, no. Abs- I mean, you. I probably couldn't be in a worse genre for, <laughs> for, for doing to promoting make the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or making me yeah making money at all like that. Yeah. that that's the antithesis of, well, of self reliance. Apparently, I'm sure there's a million products that like companies would love for you to promote. It's just with your brand. You ha- you, it's hard to stay true to the brand and then bring in a product and like, oh, oh, by the way, let's take a break and advertise this. You know, whatever. Well, and as your audience would know, I mean. 
it can be quite lucrative to do brand deals. Totally. I mean, like literally you could make it's getting one, crazy one deal. And yeah, it is. You could make enough to replace an entire year's income yeah. in a traditional job. Yep. And I turn those down continuously. Now I have done a few recently and I'm doing some upcoming. Yeah. But it's mostly about solar energy, mm. solar electricity. So you're just trying to find the 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 products of things yeah. that actually do make sense. Yeah, I have to turn everything else down from First of all, I just I'm too uncomfortable. To, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not that person. I'm not an actor. And yeah, I'm not, yeah. I can't promote something that I don't believe in that mm-hmm. or I'm not already using. So I'm lo- yeah. I'm already implementing solar electricity into my lifestyle. So why sense, not uh, you know have, do a branded deal? Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. And are uh, you doing that? On your main channel and secondary, ch- or is it one or the other? Or it uh, typically has to be on the main channel to yeah, make it worthwhile. Well. Yeah, yeah, they want the views. Yeah, because I was thinking that the the second channel could yeah. be an easier way of like, yeah. oh, here's where I'm actually talking about the products I use and stuff like that. But yeah, if it's not getting as much views, then it's uh, that's an issue. But what um, the brands they don't even fully realize yet is that because. I'm literally only doing brand deals with products that I am using. Those mm. products keep showing up in my video, yeah. almost every single video, yeah. be- because it is what I'm using. Yeah, Like Goal Zero gave me something three or four or five years ago, maybe even though, mm-hmm. at least four. And it's been in countless videos. And I yeah. didn't get paid anything for that. Yeah. <laughs> so then it's... Then how do you take any product from anybody, all these like small companies that offer you something and you want to help them out? It's like, okay, hey, I do this for free. Yeah. And then I have brands paying money and then which, you know, devalues. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very difficult thing to balance. But I'm also looking at my family again. I, I think of them. I'm setting them yeah. up for self-sufficiency or for some resilience mm-hmm. for the future. And if it was me, I'm horrible with money. I'll give money to f- random friends. If we go out, I'll pay for everything. Like, I don't need... <laughs> My wife's like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> That's just the way I am. I'd yeah. be broke. If I wasn't married, I'd literally be <laughs> So, yeah, it, it's difficult. But it, And my daughter is now struggling with that, right? So it's yeah. like trying to coach her a little bit on what's appropriate for her too. And she's, But she has the same mindset. Yeah. And brand deals are, are very tricky. It's like a... Um, I talk about this a lot with other YouTubers. It's, it's, it's a part of the business and it's... It you know like any job there's parts that like okay this is a little bit trickier this is harder to navigate but it also I I always not almost always um, stress out about a video more or like mm-hmm. it less like the process of making that video less if there's a brand deal involved mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's a weird like it's the one time. Usually we make videos, it's just like, oh, I had this stupid idea and I'm making this video. Like, you know, just, all right, making it and put it out there. And like, oh, wow, people are watching it. That's cool. And then all of a sudden a brand comes in, like when I sponsor a video. Now it's like there's somebody kind of like evaluating your video Mm -hmm. or like, Mm -hmm. Sean, are you doing a good job? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, is this getting views? Is this like, you know, like... Did you mark purpose? this from a from a, on a scale of one to ten? How good was this video? You know, like it's like now there's this like. And you I know, struggle with like, do I actually do a crap video yeah. that I know how many people are gonna watch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah there's this interesting like. At least for me, I want I if somebody's paying me, like I wanna I wanna yeah, do yeah. a good job. I wanna I you too. know like and so now I'm stressing about it a little bit more because I wanna do yeah. a good. I yeah. feel like I should make this video like extra special somehow or something like that. You know. 
Um, so it's this weird thing to navigate of like not doing too much. I think a lot of creators burn out from doing too many brand deals because it's yeah, just yeah. too much pressure. And the bigger yeah. the money gets, the bigger the pressure is. Yeah. It's like, well, well, that's an insane amount of money. Like, like you said, literally some brands will pay me more money for one video than I made in a whole year freelancing mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. bigger companies like right. Nike and stuff, right. which is absolutely absurd. And that's is, why yeah. I say like, this is the silliest job ever. Like it doesn't feel right. Um, but then, yeah, the pressure that comes along with that is like, well, well you got to perform. Yeah. And, and I would give that advice to anybody listening to this podcast is to not take the mo- most of them. Yeah. And I see totally. some channels, they actually kill their channel. Totally. By taking too many, especially in the outdoor yeah. community. Like yeah. it's like if you're doing like Manscaped or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. like imagine me doing that. Like, <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> yeah. List. I'd like to see how I pull that Month off. Month later, <laughs> they paid me a million dollars. I had to do it. <laughs> but my career's over, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of times it's not that the that the people watching are like, "Wow, this guy's just brand deals all the time." It's that the 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 videos suffer because the the brand deals are occupying yeah. a part of your brain where, yeah. like, instead of just thinking about like, "What's the best video I could make?" What do the people actually want to see? You're thinking like, "What's the best video that I can make that the brand will be happy that I can shout out the brand in in an easy way?" And now you feel like, well, I have to make this video. Like, ah, I don't want. Nobody, nobody tells me what to do on my channel. And now I have to do this video, and it gets into this weird thing. And if every video is like that, yeah, I think it gets tiring real fast. It's every channel is different. Like, I, I see a lot of the creators right now. Numbers seem to be down for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. I noticed that. Me on, included. Yeah. I notice on a lot of channels like yours or like any of the bigger channels. Yeah. If you get 10% of your audience, and most times they're not even the subscribers, but let's say you have a million subscribers. If you get 100,000 views, it's probably average, maybe even less. Like you guys are probably in the 5% range right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it used to be in that 10% is like, I was over 10% for a long, and then 10% I've always kept as like, that's good. Now Mm -hmm. I'm below that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at around 25%. Yeah. On the main channel, and it's a seven-year-old channel, which usually with older channels, it really tapers down to that five or ten. But audience retention is just, you know, people's att- people's attention. But it's different. It's just, no, it's, so like, it comes down to demographics. People, yeah, so people got an always older say, like, people, people don't have any attention span now. It's yeah. like, retention's going down. Like, And then meanwhile, you're making 45-minute videos. So it's 25%. Well, like. So the ad revenue is actually enough because of yeah. that. First of all, to answer the brand deal question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could not bother and i haven't done brand deals actually. which is the most incredible part about youtube is literally yeah, it's ridiculous you, you it is just ridiculous. make videos and you'll make money yeah like a lot of money like a yeah. ridiculous amount like you yeah. said so that's what so that's generally why i've also been able to turn down brand deals mm-hmm. but i look at the types of videos that are on youtube right now and or always have been it's, it's the entertainment and then it's education essentially yeah. so yeah. tutorials yeah a lot of people can make tutorials and a lot of people are and if you're a you know, a new YouTuber trying to get into the market or you're not doing those shock videos that you've talked about before, you know, like the... Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast, yeah, yeah, or any of the, you know, dude perfect in those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's one, you know, genre. Then you have the reality, which is more what I'm... Lifestyle, I guess, is what I'm considered. Mm -hmm. And then your your tutorials. Well, if you get an audience, a loyal following of 
your entertainment videos. It's just the same as watching a sitcom for ten years that stayed yeah. on the market yeah. or stayed on the on the TV, right? So totally, I'm in that category. So I can get that that retention. I can get the loyalty. I can mm. get those regular views. Yeah, and I get an audience that's maturing because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of, of that happen with these younger channels. They're carrying yeah. on as young guys and then they get older and then they don't know what to do mm-hmm. and their audience doesn't know what to do. So they have to yeah. kind of start over. Yeah, I've always sort of had this more mature audience following me and, and even the younger audience mm-hmm. that were following my outdoor excursions are, are maturing and they're liking my longer content. Yeah. So it's a, I think you got to really figure out what you're doing, what's your strategy with yeah. YouTube, who are you competing against and can you compete? That, I think that's one of the most fascinating things about you is that if you watch your video, like if somebody just watches your videos, it's like, oh, this guy, like, he doesn't even know what he stumbled upon. Like, he's just making <laughs> cabin, like cabins in the middle of woods. And he's just, he's just, he doesn't even really know how to film. He just yeah, uses exactly, his camera yeah. there and he just does stuff. <laughs> like, he's not even, there's no cinematic B roll. There's no, he's just <laughs> the same angle for 20 minutes. What the heck? Like, you know? <laughs> And meanwhile, you're actually very business-minded. You're very smart with not just like how to do all that outdoor stuff, but you're also very smart in so many other areas that people have no idea. Like, you, you know, you, t- you talk about analytics. There's like, I bet you people that watch you would never, ever think that like you would look at your like YouTube analytics or something <laughs> like that. You know, <laughs> they'd be like, oh no, he just builds cabins in the middle. And, uh, he, like, you know. Well, a little backstory when I actually started this and started monetizing, I was sitting in a boardroom on Bay Street, not one of the highest buildings down there, one of the most expensive buildings, selling our startup company to the, one of the biggest companies in Canada. And my partner, or CFO, but my partner, and I was CEO at the time, he said his daughter, Maddie, was making videos and making like $2,500 a, a month, I think it was. Yeah. And I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, get this deal closed. <laughs> and I just basically paid off the huge debt I had incurred from our 2008 financial crisis business failure and then yeah. rebought our house back and then had enough money to, to take it easy for a couple of years and figure out what I want to do next. But I, that was right then that I said, that's what I want to do. And I'd only done a couple of outdoor videos, canoeing videos or something at that time. It's like, that that's like for me. That's like the greatest juxtaposition. Yeah, <laughs> like and, that's, and my biggest contest. video is essentially me taking the suit off, walking downtown and, and just walking into the bush and not returning. And that's, so that's my true nature. But I, I literally have always had that choice. I've had partners finding me and trying to entice me back into mm. that corporate world. Yeah. And I could do very well there, but I'm I'd sure. way more rather be where yeah. I am now. And I will not never return. I know now. That is, that's that, that's again. It's like what what's actually important in life, and like mm-hmm. you're literally making one of the biggest uh, the biggest deal of your life. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, you just want to be the the kid making YouTube videos, making a fraction of what you mm-hmm. were making at oh, the yeah. you know. It's like that that and that's I I, t- I tweeted about that, like it takes so much courage to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think probably a few people actually have to make that decision, like giving up something that you're really successful at, you're doing really well at, to go and do something else. Mm-hmm. There's like the amount of courage that takes is like, it does. That's crazy. And it takes support of family members too. Totally, yeah. 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 But that's I, not easy. Well, you have to, I, I mean, you have, there's two things you should put ahead of your family, even that's your health and your happiness. Yeah. Because if you don't have those two things, then you're not going to be a great father in, yeah. in my case. So I, I knew, I've known that all my life and I've 
position that, you know, and priority um, differently throughout my life, but I'm at that point again. And I reached that mm-hmm. at that, like basically in that board uh, meeting yeah. that this is it. I, I need to be the best father, be the best husband. I actually mm-hmm. need to follow my dreams and make sure that I'm providing that health and happiness for, for myself, but also my family. Okay, final question. Which is a better source of passive income? Your plants or <laughs> investing in some NFTs? Yes, oh my God, <laughs> NFTs. It's actually kind of interesting. Like, uh, you know, we don't even think about, you know, people all the time talk about like FIRE, like free uh, financial independence, reti- uh, retire early. Is that what it is? I think. <clears throat> and uh, passive income and all this. But nobody, nobody's even like thinking that like, oh yeah, you could literally like grow plants that will make you money starting to now like i bought i bought a mature blueberry bush it was a fair size last week for 25 dollars. there's enough blueberries on it right now that would be probably 25 dollars worth right yeah. that's going to live for 20 years yeah like that is an investment yeah. like passive income you yeah. give it some water some yeah. nutrients and like you're gonna get yeah. blueberries every year yeah yeah instead of having to go to the grocery store drive there spend insane amounts of money on gas nowadays and go home and try to figure out what to do with your extra time that you yeah because you save time by not growing that food now yeah. I'm depressed because I don't even feel like yeah. I have any worth I binged all of the Netflix yeah. shows <laughs> my life is meaningless yeah it's very interesting mm-hmm. it's like and it goes to like what's actually important what's like it feels like being productive is the most important thing but that isn't necessarily true or our idea of productivity isn't always like i think that's the issue not the the, the true course or whatever i think we want to see some direct results from our effort D- mm-hmm. direct not, yeah not instant indirect. yeah yeah well choosing to say i'm going to do this hands-on, I'm going to eat this blueberry for the next 20 years, whatever the mm-hmm. example is, but that's that's your reward and it's not a paycheck and then and putting the money in the bank and then trying to figure out what to do with yeah. or trying to re- work towards retirement and getting to retirement age. Now what do I do? Yeah, what, oh, wait, what is the point of this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, no, live your life every day. Uh, don't plan on retirement. Do something every day yeah. to work towards uh, the life that you want to have at some point and yeah. don't think... 52, like when I was 20, I'm sure 52-year-old seemed ancient to me. And those, that time was going to pass regardless of whether mm-hmm. I did anything or not. And at 52, I'm glad I did everything that I did mm-hmm. and wish I had done maybe more. Yeah. And I know that I might have another 20, 30 years to keep doing this. So there's no, don't work towards a goal. Work towards like every day being something yeah. meaningful. Mm-hmm. Man, great advice. Thanks, Sean, for coming on the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Very much appreciate it. This was a again. great conversation. We gotta have you again. Mm-hmm. You're one of the most unassuming people. It's like every time I'm like, man, this guy's <laughs> smart. Like, can you just like mentor me or something? <laughs> I'm gonna start a passive passive income. It's gonna be a new channel, passive income, but it's it's all just plants and stuff. Like this this plant <laughs> makes me twenty five dollars a month. <laughs> all right, thanks, man. Appreciate right, it. Thanks. 